0: Listening to the Paul McGuire Report. I'm Paul McGuire. On today's program, we're going to continue to crack open the doors, the barriers, the strongholds, the multi-dimensional walls in your reality and my reality that are intentionally designed and built in order to block you and me from finding and discovering the truth, whatever the truth is—scientific truth, economic truth truth of what's happening in our nation. And of course, these multidimensional walls or strongholds are designed to block you from knowing the most important truth of all, which is the truth of the Word of God, the truth of God's existence, and the truth of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. See, all of this is like a multidimensional war that you and I are in. Now, we're really late in the game And I've been in the game for many decades. I've said that and I'll keep saying it because there's a lot of wannabes and there's a lot of people jumping up and down on new social media outlets that they mean well. And I thank God that they mean well, but they really uh, don't have an in-depth or nor do they have an accurate understanding of knowledge and what's going on because they, they haven't been around long enough. Their research has not been consistent and deep. Uh, and that's the price that it takes to, to to get knowledge. You know, when it says in Proverbs, over and over again, God says in the book of Proverbs, pursue knowledge, get wisdom, uh, you know, pursue wisdom like it was precious jewels and gold and silver. God, God hammers this truth into us because he wants us to be set free. But the only way we can be set free is to do what he tells us to do. And that is aggressively, and aggressively means with everything in your body, soul, and spirit, you go after the pursuit of wisdom and knowledge. That's why if somebody tells me they're a Christian, that in and of itself doesn't mean a whole lot. You say you're a Christian, okay, so if I observe your life, and if I observe the level of your understanding, and if I observe your... um, words that you speak, do they reveal to me that you have done what the Bible has told us to do in terms of aggressively going after and acquiring knowledge, wisdom, guidance, understanding from the Word of God? Now, if you have, then that tells me there's a high likelihood that you're a true disciple of Jesus Christ, because the word disciple simply means somebody who is willing to take up the disciplines, such as picking up your cross and following Jesus, of Jesus. But you can blab to me till the cows come home about how you're you know, doing what Jesus would do. But if you're violating the Word of God in its entirety when you understand it, you're not a real Christian. You're a. let me tell you what you are. Not to be mean, but maybe if I tell you what you are, and I wouldn't do it this personally, and I'm not naming any names. Therefore, it falls. What I'm about to do is falling under the umbrella of speaking the truth in love because I'm not shaming, attacking, belittling, humiliating any one individual in a mean spirited manner. But speaking the truth in love is required because otherwise you can never be set free. Jesus said, You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. So if you're clueless and don't understand, the multidimensional nature of our reality and our world and our mutual existence on planet Earth. If you don't understand what that's all about, you're ignorant. You're, you don't have a knowledge of the truth. And if you don't understand the ramifications to you personally, your loved ones, your children, your grandchildren, your friends, your nation... Uh, if you don't understand the fact, and it is a fact, that we are now in a full-on multi-dimensional war here on planet Earth. We have been for a long time. And this full-on multidimensional war revolves around both technology, science, and true spirituality, and the supernatural. The days of trying to relegate Uh, or marginalize topics that were once categorized as, you know, the supernatural, mysticism, the occult, uh, you know, Jesus talk, or whatever word you want to term you want to use, and then dismissing them. Those days are over. The most intelligent man on planet Earth, many of them, are outwardly, they make-believe, they pretend they're secular humanist Scientists, physicists, people like Aldous Huxley, his brother Julian Huxley, the founder of transhumanism, so on and so forth. But secretly, they know there's a supernatural element. They know there's a multi-dimensional element to our reality. So why they, why they while well, they hide that from you because they want to enslave you. They don't want you to know where real power comes from. They personally operate their lives on the basis. Of their understanding of the existence and viability of a supernatural, multi dimensional universe. You see, it used to be once upon a time in America, this was before Leave It to Beaver. By the way, did I ever tell you my Leave It to Beaver story? I'm not gonna tell it to you now. I may have, I don't know. Once upon a time, my wife was an actress and she was doing dinner theater. And uh, when her agent booked her to perform at this dinner theater, the the now adult actor, uh, I think his name is Jerry Mathers, who played the Beaver for for decades when he was a kid. Um, he was the male lead. My wife was the female lead. So we got to hang out with uh, Leave It to Beaver, <laughs> which was wild. <laughs> but that's a different story. And if I get into that, I'll miss the I'll miss the target for today. So. The key is understanding our reality. Now, um, if you are clueless, well, there's only one person responsible for that, and that's you. We live in an age where, despite all, despite all the censorship, information is, is available all over the place if you pursue it. And it is now it now should be considered a mandatory requirement among anybody who claims to be a Christian, claims to be. The head or a leader, or involved in a Christian ministry, Christian school, uh, Christian church, or whatever, anybody who would fit into that category, you are responsible before God to have a, at least a minimal amount of knowledge and understanding about the nature of the multidimensional warfare and how science and technology and the supernatural play a pivotal role in this dynamic. Now, I have been teaching this because I've had a burden. to to raise the bar of understanding among God's people. And I've been teaching this. I've been trying to elevate the consciousness from a biblical worldview of God's people and Christian leadership in America and around the world for over 50 years for crying out loud. That's a long time. Now, this is written about in the Bible. It's amazing that when you read the Bible— And you repent of reading the Bible through any perception which would constitute an internal bias or prejudice, when you read the Bible honestly and then evaluate it and process it in your mind, reading the Bible will blow your mind from Genesis to Revelation as you see how God really is the infinite personal living God of the universe. And he's not only the creator, capital C, of the world and mankind, his intelligence level, his, his consciousness, his understanding is literally without end. It's literally infinite. It's infinite. So when we read the Bible, we realize, especially in America, that we're in the last days. And one of the signs of the times of the last days is, God, Jesus Christ, and other prophets, but Jesus Christ is also Lord. Jesus Christ warned us that there would be persecution. Persecution takes many forms. Persecution could be like in the New Testament times. They would throw rocks at you. They would arrest you. They might even crucify you upside down. That's one form of persecution. Verbal harassment, legal harassment is another form of persecution. And also, when you stand for truth, when you know what you're talking about, you've done your homework, and you stand for truth, and and you refuse to accommodate to the, the, the mythological lies of this passing world system, you're going to be persecuted. And one of the most obvious ways for you to know, you want to know if you're being effective for Jesus Christ? Do you want to know if Jesus Christ considers you a man or a woman that is truly, truly shining a light in the darkness of this world. Do you want, would you like to have a report card from Jesus where he grades you, not for the purpose of seeing whether or not you get into heaven, because that happens through grace, unmerited favor, but God gives you a report card in my hypothetical situation, simply because he wants to point out areas where you and I need to grow in the truth. And this report card would also reflect to you and me whether or not we are pleasing God and we're shining a sufficient brightness and intensity intensity of the light of the Word of God, whether or not we're communicating and standing for truth and using every platform, every opportunity, with wisdom first, with wisdom first, we're, we're maximizing the usage of the opportunities that God gives us to bring people to Christ and to communicate the truth of God's Word to them. Well, in our hypothetical situation, God Jesus is going to give you a report card. But you really don't need to be issued a report card on your computer or wherever. All you have to do is look at your life and examine your life carefully and ask yourself, Are there areas in my life, and you need to ask yourself the question right now or later today, and ask this question, and and don't deceive yourself, because you can deceive yourself, but you're not going to fool God. So just come clean and say, are there areas in my life where I am missing the mark? Missing the mark is, is the definition of sin. It comes from the word metanoia am I missing the mark of God's perfect will in my life? Metanoia, sin. So you look at your life, and you look at the different areas of your life, and you simply ask yourself this question. You name yourself by name, say it silently to yourself, and you ask yourself as you name categories before the Lord, like, your your role as a mother your role as a father your role as an employee your role as a boss your role in society any area that you interact with in society either social personal social spiritual inside church inside the culture whatever you ask yourself your 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 you know involvement in social media or whatever and you ask yourself this question do i see any evidence at all in all these different categories and all these different areas of my life, do I see any tangible evidence at all that I am being subject uh, subject to whatever level or any level of persecution? So you're asking yourself the question, do I see any evidence at all where... It could be said of me that I am being persecuted in this area or that area or multiple areas. I am being persecuted because I have taken a stand for Jesus Christ. I've taken a stand for the Word of God. I've attempted to walk in the Holy Spirit. And I've attempted to shine the light of Jesus Christ through my light, my words, and my actions. Now, if you look at all these areas in your life, and you don't see any evidence that you're being persecuted. it's not that you're going you're, it's not that you're looking to be persecuted, but you just don't see any evidence that you are being persecuted. What does that tell you? It tells you irrefutably that you are missing the mark, Metanoia, the definition of sin, that you are missing the mark before God because if, if you are not being persecuted for the truth of Jesus Christ in one area or multiple multiple areas in your life, then guess what? You are failing God. You're sinning before God in that there's no light of Jesus. There's no word of God coming out of your life. There's no, you are providing no reason as to why you should be persecuted. The devil is completely content, completely happy with all those individuals and groups of individuals who placate the culture, who go along to get along, Let's listen to those words very carefully. I have, I've heard those words so often in my life, and many times they were used by compromising Christians to ju- justify the apathy of these compromising Christians. And and they would say, well, I just I want to go along to get along. Something like that. Lay low, they say. Lay low. Don't stick your head up. Hide. Don't be a target. Don't stand for anything. Just go with the flow of the culture, even if that flow is going directly into hell. So if there's no persecution in your life, guess what? You do not have a true relationship with Jesus Christ. You are a member. You want to know what church you're a member of according to Jesus Christ in the book of Revelation? You are a card-carrying member, whether you cop to it or not. You're a card-carrying member of the Laodicean or lukewarm church. Remember what Jesus said about the Laodicean church or the lukewarm church? He said to them, I wish you were hot or cold, but you are neither. Because you are lukewarm, I'm going to uh, vomit you out of my mouth. You see, when you're in a lukewarm spiritual condition, uh, the mediocrity of the spiritual power in your life is at such a low level that you're not going to get persecuted. Only people that are doing the will of God, only people that are communicating the gospel, making changes in the power of the Holy Spirit, praying, obeying God, evangelizing, reading the Word, uh, things of that nature. When you take a stand for Christ, privately or publicly, you will experience blowback and persecution. You say, well, that frightens me, and I, I don't want to do that, so you go hide somewhere. Let me tell you from personal experience because I'm a very practical guy, okay? I'm very practical. I try things out for myself. Before I sit here and blab about them, I try and experiment on things myself, and sometimes I experiment with things for long periods of time. And I have discovered in my life that whenever I've been tempted to lay low or or have actually laid low to, to whatever percentage, whenever I've tried to, you know, keep my head down and and uh, placate everybody and go along with the flow. Whenever I have sought refuge or sought safety by self-censoring my relationship with Jesus Christ, every time I've been tempted to do that, and every time I've tiptoed my toes in the waters of spiritual compromise, guess what's happened? All, All hell began to break loose in my life. I began to be persecuted, and all kinds of weird things would begin to happen in my life. Now, if all these people were right when they told you, lay low, don't talk about the fact that you're a Christian, hide the fact that you're a Christian, and you'll be okay. If they were correct, then when I tried that, and it absolutely didn't work, the opposite happened, I I discovered firsthand that what they're telling you to do is a flat-out lie. Because usually all hell breaks out in their life, too. It just may take some time. And this is the reason why. There are two spiritual principles that God has instituted in our reality that were and are at work right now. Number one is, if you're truly trying to do the will of God, if you're endeavoring to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, if you have an active prayer life, if you're an intercessory prayer warrior, if when people see you, you, t- you, are, you are taking an intelligent and wise stand for the truth of the Bible and the truth of Jesus Christ. And the light of Jesus Christ is flowing out of your life into this dark world. Well, yes, if all those things are happening, you may receive a degree of persecution. But here is the most important part and the other part of that principle that you got to lock into. God promises in his word from Genesis to Revelation, countless times, that to those men and women who are truly following him, whether it's the Old Testament, the New Testament, to those men and women that are truly following Jesus Christ, that are truly worshiping Jesus Christ, that are truly obeying the words of God, like in Deuteronomy 28, and not worshiping idols, God promises in Deuteronomy 28 and many other places that he will pour out on those people that are being obedient and shining the light of Christ He will pour out his supernatural blessing, his supernatural covering, his supernatural protection. And because you have been faithful in these spiritual matters, God will show himself faithful to you, and your life will be blessed and protected supernaturally. See, that's a principle that you can count on. Now, that principle, by the way, overrides the falsehood that you hear which is if you take a public stand for Jesus Christ, you know, you're going to be persecuted and, you know, you're going to suffer and and bad things are going to happen to you. That's a falsehood because although there is blowback when you take a stand for Christ and although there will be persecution when you take a stand for Christ, those negative factors are mitigated by God supernaturally Because your obedience, your willingness to shine the light of the Lord, activates a more powerful law or principle in the Word of God, which is God begins to pour out power, spiritual power, on in your life. The dunamis, God begins to bless you, heal you, miraculously watch your back. You sense that you're being supernaturally protected, guided, prospered, healed. All these other things begin to rule over the demonic things. So when the day is done, you are always, 100% of the time, you are always going to be infinitely better off obeying God than being a secret service Christian who hides the reality that they are Christians from everybody because they want to lay low. Are you understanding what I'm saying? This is the principle that we want to deal with. And once you understand—and so I've tried it both ways, by the way. Like I said, I experiment. I tried it both ways. I tried the laying low, hiding approach, and all hell broke loose. I've tried to stand boldly for Christ under his wisdom, under his direction, under his counsel, using wisdom. I've stood for Christ, and I may have experienced persecution or uh, attacks spiritually, but I have in the long run been blessed and have been victorious. Now, listen carefully. Every time in my walk with God that I have chosen to be faithful, chosen to shine the light of Jesus Christ, chosen to win people to the Lord, chosen to be a man of God. Every time that I've made that choice for Christ, I've released the blessing of God and the power of God on my life and my loved ones and my family and my ministry. Every single time. And every single time I played Chicken Little and tried to hide somewhere, um, bad things began to roll into my life. And and I can tell you that that same principle is active in your life. So as you decide what to do, the Bible warns us to be very careful about the people we listen to, about the people in our lives that we put in a position of spiritual advisor or whatever. Your advisors in your life should not be atheists, humanists, backslidden Christians, because you're not going to get the long-term truth you need to be victorious. Understand? Of course you understand. Okay, so I wanted to lay out that principle first, and then we'll move from there. You're listening to the Paul McGuire Report, and visit PaulMaguire.us. A case in point, I have stood for the truth on my social media platforms. I have, we got this ministry and me, we got into being on social media and the internet in the very, very early days of the internet when it was just going public. So we've been around a long time on the Internet, and I have stood for truth. I've stood for the Word of God publicly. I've stood for Jesus Christ all these years, and I've been persecuted, lied about, attacked, and everything else. But I'm still around, and many people who compromised are are long gone. And God has blessed me and supernaturally protected me, this ministry, and those people who have chosen to partner with this ministry. A lot of people don't seem to understand that when you prayerfully are led by God to partner with a particular ministry or minister, and you obey that call from God, the supernatural covering that is on that ministry, the supernatural protection that is on that ministry, is like a covering that covers not only that ministry, but it covers all the people like you who have chosen to support that ministry with your financial gifts, your donations, your intercessory prayers, your, your volunteerism and helping spread the word. You see, there, there becomes a collective covering, and you, you're you not buying blessings, not at all. You You are becoming an inheritor of the blessings that are being poured out of the ministry, because when God looks down from heaven, he knows that the ability of ministries like Paul McGuire Ministries and Paradise Mountain Church, the the ability of ministries like this to function, to grow, to prosper, to obey God, our abilities are directly tied and connected to your obedience to donate, to contribute financial gifts as the Lord leads you, to pray for us, and to volunteer time to spread the word. Our outreach, our viability to minister is directly connected to whether or not you obey God. Now, what I'm trying to tell you here, with precision, is that God knows that. So when when you obey the Lord, when he speaks to you and tells you to give a certain amount to this ministry or whatever, and, and you act on that, then the blessing that's on the ministry is on you, because God knows that the two are intertwined, they're connected, on a deep level. Because we're both supernatural members of the supernatural body of Christ, also known as the Bride of Christ, and we are one spiritually. Why? Because the Holy Spirit of God, Jesus Christ, lives inside me and lives inside you. So we're functioning as one. And so you receive the protection and the blessing, and then we can move forward victoriously and break the curse off of our land and drive, the, drive the, the evil giants out of our land. And all of that is possible and doable if we do what God is telling us to do, and we do it his way. Okay, I'm Paul McGuire. Visit paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us. And uh, get yourself copies of the books like Power from on High, The Greatest Battle, uh, Conquering the Matrix, A Prophecy of the Future of America, Volume 1 and 2. The day the dollar died, they're at discounts now. Get them and educate yourself. Knowledge is power. You have minimal knowledge. Wake up and smell the coffee. You have minimal power. And the, the average Christian that I meet, they have minimal knowledge. I'm not being mean. It's just the law of God. And because they have minimal, minimal knowledge, they have minimal power. That should not be your spiritual condition. When God is willing to freely give you power from on high, whenever you ask for it, and if you can come up with a mustard seed of faith, he'll clothe you with power from on high, and your life will be, will be transformed forever, forever, and you will supernaturally release the blessing of God upon your family, upon the things that you do, upon your own life, and upon our nation. This is Paul McGuire. Visit paulmcguire.us. We'll be back in a moment. This is Paul McGuire, and we're talking about truth and social media and the war against truth in America and around the world. Did you ever think that there would be war against the truth in America? I, you know, when I was a young boy, I didn't. But there is an all-out war on the truth and against the truth. And guess what? There's an all-out war on anyone that stands for the truth and speaks the truth or attempts to communicate the truth, whether in social media or in any environment. A spiritual war and often a social war is ignited against people who stand for truth. But if you pray in in the way that the Bible teaches you to pray, you can walk in the power of the Holy Spirit and be an overcomer in these spiritual battlefield situations. So there's nothing to fear. Okay, so I've been standing for truth for, this is not bragging, this is factual reality for for many years. And um, out of nowhere, somehow, somebody, maybe we did, I don't know, released a video um, that I did, I think it was from 2015. So, so a video I did from, from two and a half years ago, and the truth was spoken in love, and it was important information that people needed to hear, and YouTube kicked me off their platform. I, I've been on YouTube for over 20 years, so they kicked me off their platform for speaking the truth. Now, we're, we're trying to work with them. In certain areas, we're permanently picked off. Like, we're not allowed to monetize our videos with commercials and stuff. We didn't really do that anybody anyway. But sometimes, you know, it's it's, it's an option we've considered because we either have people donate and contribute or we're forced to, you know, uh, do advertising. We, we have not done advertising, but we're banned from advertising because our content doesn't meet the standards of not the standards, doesn't meet, meet something, I forgot what the word was, of their advertisers. Well, this may sound vulgar, and I apologize for that, and I'm not usually this direct. But I don't care how big the corporation is that's advertising, okay? Whether it's advertising on uh, YouTube or Fox News or whatever, I don't care how big the corporation is that's advertising. If they are promoting things that are against God, which many of them are if they have waged war with God whether they want to admit it or not and they have waged war against God then i really don't want those advertisers on my program that's dedicated to speaking the truth because i believe that in the eyes of the lord those advertisers those ceos those board members the executives of all those corporations who who don't You know, in their eyes, they're too good to advertise with me. But they will promote and market everything under the sun that's an abomination to God. And me, because I dared to speak the truth, which ended up saving lives of people. Did you hear what I said? It ended up saving the people's lives and their eternal destiny. For that, they're not interested in me. Well... Why would people who, who are worshiping the whore, the great harlot, mystery Babylon, be interested in me? They wouldn't be. But they're interested in serving their master. We're, look, we're serving two masters. Get it? You can't play both sides. Directly or indirectly, they're worshiping Lucifer. I'm worshiping Jesus Christ. And, and in the process of worshiping Lucifer, they are worshiping the great harlot, mystery Babylon. Okay? And that's exactly what's going on. So I am being persecuted for that. My numbers have been rigged. You know, I could show you files, paperwork, where on an average month, we would reach millions of people, primarily in the United States, but also around the world. So on an average month, and this went on for like ever, um, we were reaching millions of people per month. Never censored. Then they started uh, hardcore censorship and the war against people like me. So they rig your numbers. The purpose of rigging the numbers, it's very easy to rig anybody's numbers, but the goal is to marginalize you. And it works on some people, because I've had people come up to me and said, well, we thank you for being faithful, and then they assume I'm not reaching anybody. No, it's not that I'm not reaching anybody. They're not accurately showing you the real numbers of who's watching, who's liking, who's following. They're changing them. They're modifying them to make them as low as they possibly can. But remember, as the ministry that is controlling all this stuff, we have backdoor data that refutes what they're claiming. So before they started rigging, we were reaching millions of people a month. Now, those people haven't gone away. But every, anybody I know that's really telling the truth is experiencing the same thing. And they're telling me, many of it privately, I got that. So they're telling me that their numbers are rigged, and they look down, and, and they know there's something wrong. Because there's people out there who compromise, who, who present like almost no truth whatsoever, and they got a million followers. You You do the math. You know there's something weird going on. Okay, so... They they keep working on you with all forms of psychological warfare and spiritual warfare. So the video, I have some videos I'm, I'm sending out to you. Oh, by the way, you, you have to join and sign up to the e-blast list. We're not going to sell or give away the e-blast list to anybody. We never have. We never will. You don't have to j- worry about being on some list of surveillance. Because wake up and smell the coffee. You've been under whatever minor degree of surveillance, you've been on a list for as long as you've been on the internet. So get over it, really. Quit pretending you're hiding when you're you got a spotlight on you. But when you join the e-blast list, it's the only way I can guarantee you that if they tear us down or shut down things, that I can keep sending you the videos, the audios, the teaching, and everything else. That e list. We control. It's a lifeline to this ministry. You also need to join, and this is secondary on the list, number one is joining our e list. If you're, if you're being blessed by this ministry, it is the least you can do. And really, shame on you if you're not willing to do that, because we're not charging you anything for it. Um, but they, for speaking the truth, they attack you and marginalize your numbers. That's why I need you to join, like, follow, sign up, to the Roku channel, but mainly sign up to our e-blast. It is essential. We're in a war. You understand? We're in a war, W-A-R. So this is what happened. I don't know. I guess less than a week ago, I got out of the middle of nowhere, I got a notice from uh, uh, YouTube saying we were kicked off the channel. Okay? And the exact video that got me kicked off of YouTube was one that I did in 2015. So they kicked me off of YouTube for a video I did in 2015. Now, two and a half years later, so it was fine for two and a half years. So two and a half years later, this video was removed from YouTube during this past week. Look, if you're going to tell the truth, you need to expect censorship. That's what happened to me. When you don't agree with the narrative, or you don't agree with the propaganda. And the name of the video that they kicked me off of YouTube was called Changing the Human DNA. You need to hear it. You need to sign up for the eblast list at paulmcguire.us so you get these videos. Um, and th- that video was, you know, it was perfectly in bounds. It told the truth, but the warning in the video changing the human DNA will save lives and save souls. You need to listen to it. And so we didn't lie down and go home and high and cry. Um, We were already setting up to do this. So with, I don't know, with my webmaster, within 24 hours about, we were up and rolling and we expanded our social media outreach. And you need to Go to these channels, sign on to these channels, my site. Uh, here's some new social media channels that we activated almost immediately. One is called Getter, G-E-T-T-R. Another is called Truth Social or Truth. Another one is called Gab. They're really growing alternative media sites. We're on all of them. And then there's a whole list of other sites. We're on Brighton, Rumble but you've got to join them. You've got to like them. Uh, Blog, talk, radio. Visit paulmcguire.us. You'll see the entire list, the entire list. So again, we're in a war. Now, there are things happening that I know about that I have to release to you incrementally because if I download you with all the information all at once, I'll tell you, many of you could handle it because I've gotten you up to speed and you've gotten yourself up to speed. But if I download everything I know, over the years all at once i would i would put people into psychotic states of paranoia people's heads would be reeling some people would turn me off and i'm not i don't have any animosity in my heart but but some people have lived their lives in what's called a lower bandwidth of information which is a lower state of consciousness and if you try to you know i don't know that much about you know deep sea diving and stuff so bear with me But what I do know is it goes something like this. If you're a deep-sea diver, you can correct me. So somebody goes deep-sea diving, you know, and they have one of those oxygen lines and stuff and a big, you know, uh, body suit to protect them, and they go way, way down to the bottom of the ocean floor. They're trying to recover something from a sunken ship or whatever it is, and maybe they stay down there for two hours or whatever. Okay, so their body readjusts to the massive pressure That's on their bodies when they go deep, deep down underwater. And once their body adjusts, if they come back up to the surface too fast, if they move to the surface too fast, they can potentially kill themselves because they get a condition, I believe it's called the bends. And the bends is when you rise from the depths uh, to the surface too fast. And if you're not put in a, a special oxygen chamber, uh, that will help you adjust, you could potentially die, have a heart attack, or all kinds of weird things. So it's the same thing in life. When people have been living at the bottom of the ocean in terms of information, they their bodies and minds have adjusted to the enormous pressure of lies, deceit, delusion, deception, and that's their new normal. If you try to pull them out from that captivated, captivated, deep-down state of consciousness, and you pull them up too fast, in a sense, they'll get the psychological, spiritual equivalent of the bends, with with potentially harmful consequences. So I try to strategically give people the truth in doses that 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 they can handle. Now that's not for everybody. I'm not doing that to everybody, but some people have to because if I do it too quick, it's too much. They get overwhelmed, and that then it becomes counterproductive. So I need you to go to paulmaguire.us. I need you, you know. When people fake it, I know it, but I don't care whether I know it or not. The people around you know it. They know. They know if you know what you're talking about or not. They know if you've done your homework or if you've read. They know it. They can smell it. And you know what? When 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 people who are hostile to the truth smell that you don't read, you don't study, you don't really do any thinking for yourself. When, When people who are like persecuting you, or whatever, sense that you really don't do any reading or homework or research then they, they sense weakness, they, like, like sharks. They smell blood in the water, and then they strike. You're giving your enemies and the enemies of Christ a, a, a welcome mat, an open invitation to strike and persecute and attack you, because your weakness and your failure, and that's what it is, to, to study, to read, like the books that I offer, are designed to get you up to speed in, in an entertaining, fast-moving way. So if they sense that you're weak and you really don't know, you're bluffing, you really don't know what you're talking about, they're going to embarrass you, humiliate you, and persecute you. And some of you are complaining or complain to me, my sons and daughters have walked away from the Lord. My husband, my wife walked away from the Lord. All This endless list of bad things that are happening, and I'm sorry that they're happening, and I pray for you as best I can, but may I suggest something? And I don't believe it's all your fault, so don't go on a false guilt trip. There are many factors in our society that are waging war against people's faith, and God takes that into account. So I'm not I'm not attacking you, trying to help you grow into victory in this area. When people sense that you know what you're talking about, because you read, you study, and you read things like my books or whatever, and then when you make one of those statements like our weather is artificial weather, it's the product of weather modification. Well, I, I give you the facts in my books. Okay, so you you you'll begin to notice because people have a sixth sense about this. People have like a street sense about this. You will begin to notice that that people will begin to back off you in terms of making fun of you, laughing at you, mocking at you, insulting you, and persecuting you for being a Christian or having Christian values. You will start to notice people retreating and backing off of you, and it's because in a way, and it's a good thing, they kind of fear you. They fear you because they know that you are now a person who's done their homework, who's done some reading, and they sense and know that you know what you're talking about, and they know that they that they don't know what they're talking about. So they begin, like any animal in the jungle, they begin to leave you alone. They begin to back off. They begin to stop persecuting you so much. And then all of a sudden people start to come to Christ all around you that that you could never move before. Why? Because they're now confident that you've done your homework. So you see, knowledge really does give you power, even in social situations and social dynamics. Knowledge gives you power, especially the knowledge of God. But knowledge doesn't rain down from the heavens. You've got to read. You've got to study. You've got to think. And that's what this ministry is all about. And I've done all the hard work for you. You get to read basically fast-moving stuff that that is written for the average person to comprehend. I do not write boring academic textbooks. I could, but I don't. So take advantage advantage of it by going to paulmaguire.us and spread the word. And then the other thing, for somebody against me, I'm under attack all the time. Lies about me, rigging my numbers constantly. And so you know what? I ignore the false numbers. I ignore the rigging of the numbers. I ignore most of the stuff, okay, because it's designed to implement spiritual warfare and psychological warfare against me in the attempt of marginalizing me. But you see, I learned a long time ago that if I choose to operate by faith, and faith is the substance of things hope for and the evidence of things not yet seen, if I choose to operate by faith, and I choose not to believe the lying statistics that they publish in terms of numbers of followers or whatever, and I have privately a pretty good grasp of, of the actual numerical count of followers and watchers and listeners to my stuff, I have a fairly accurate account. And so I'm happy with what God has given me to work with. What God has given me to work with is a significant amount of people. And so I trust in God and God's ability to promote me. And I'm not trying to compromise the truth, censor, or edit myself so I get higher rig numbers. I ignore those numbers and I speak. anybody who's followed my ministry, if I speak to 10 people in a small room, people know that I will give the same power, passion, fire, anointing, dedication, and personal prayer to just 10 people who come to hear me speak, as I do if I go speak to 25,000 people in a large church. I, I I don't just give my best to the big church. I give my best to one person Or 10 people. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. So I'm asking you to pray to God in faith and whatever He tells you to do, do knowing this that no matter what anybody tells you, when we move forward under the power of the Holy Spirit and do what God tells us to do, we can turn the tide of the spiritual battle. And right now, there has never been a more important time in the history of America and the world for the righteous to rise in a law abiding, peaceful manner. To stand, to pray, to speak our voices, because there are four there are great evil forces at work conspiring. Yes, you may not like the word, but it's true. They're conspiring to bring America down because they have an all out war with Jesus Christ. They're Luciferians, and they want to see a global government that worships Lucifer. They don't want to see an American people that worships God. You understand? This is this is the, the multidimensional nature of the battle that we're in. Okay, let's take an area that I talk about in my books. I give you documentation, and I make it a fast read. Now, I talk about this publicly. This bothers people, and people who live their lives on intellectual autopilot, they get the angriest. And I've been telling people for decades that scientific mental telepathy is here. It's being developed now. And the development of scientific mental telepathy goes back to the, let's say, the early 1940s. And I talk about it in detail, the whole thing, in my books like Power from On High and The Greatest Battle and A Prophecy of the Future of America. So just looking at a search engine for like three minutes, I, I see all kinds of articles, main, somewhat mainstream articles, that confirm what i've been uh alleging for all all this time and 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 people reject it and they get angry at you but i don't care that's my job is not to to give in to your anger my job is to speak the truth okay so it's it's a fact wired magazine very very popular with those in the, the computer silicon valley type industry the army has now funded They've been funding for a while. The Army has funded synthetic telepathy research. And they're doing it at places like, of all places, like the University of California in Irvine. And they're confirming synthetic telepathy with uh, EMI or MRI, excuse me, uh, brain imaging photographs. And all across the military, And listen up if you're a skeptic, because I'm providing factual evidence of scientific telepathy. And I just didn't, you know, start talking about this yesterday. I've been talking about it for decades. All across the military, there's interest in translating our thoughts into computer code and vice versa. DARPA, which is one of our biggest military scientific agencies, DARPA-funded researchers have taught monkeys how to control robotic limbs with their thoughts. The, the big defense contractor from the old rocket days, Northrop Grumman, is building binoculars that tap the unconscious mind. Now think about that. Somebody's looking at you with a pair of binoculars. They're, they may be looking at you at nighttime and using night vision. They may be looking at you in the daytime just relying on sunlight. But whoa, they could be looking at you with... with um, um, Binoculars that tap your, your unconscious or subconscious mind. So they're looking into your subconscious mind through their special binoculars. Um, then this, they then connect uh, to satellites. That's a huge hive mind. The Jason's, which is the Pentagon's One of the Pentagon's highest level scientific advisory boards has warned of the dangers from enemies, and that would be especially communist Russia, um, implanted with uh, brain computer interfaces. And the Defense Intelligence Agency just released a report saying that the military needs to spend more on neuroscience and up and including the making the enemy to obey our commands through through giving them giving our enemies a telepathic command to obey us. So they obey us and they don't even know why. This is this is this is like science fiction, but now it's no longer science fiction. It's come to life. And my books explain it. And I've been talking about it for years. And you can imagine the response (laughs) that I've gotten. So from when I first started researching synthetic telepathy and uh, computerized mind-reading technology, it it has accelerated and advanced beyond my wildest imagination. So in front of me is an article from Scientific American, you know, a popular science magazine. And this article was from Scientific American, written by R. Douglas Fields on March 20th, 2020. Mind reading and mind control technologies are coming. The ability to detect electrical activity in the brain through the scalp and to control it will soon transform medicine and change society in profound ways. Patterns of electrical activity in the brain can reveal a person's cognition, normal and abnormal. New methods to stimulate specific brain circuits can treat neurological and mental illnesses and can control behavior. In crossing this threshold of great promise, difficult ethical quandaries confront us. So they're telling you, mind reading is here. Mind reading is here, and in just a few minutes of monitoring the electric electrical activity in your brain using EEG and other methods, can reveal to doctors and scientists whether or not you suffer from a neurological illness or a mental condition. Like ADHD and schizophrenia, or in five minutes of monitoring your electrical activity flowing through your brain, uh, it will reveal to scientists and doctors the, the unique neurological wiring of your brain and which produces your personality. And by exploring your brain and reading your mind, they can determine more accurately your IQ identify your mental or cognitive strengths and weaknesses. They can, with the help of computers, perceive your personality and determine your aptitude for learning specific types of information. And they can start in um, a preschooler's brain, measuring electrical activity that can predict, for example, how well that child will be able to read when they go to school. Now that all of that, by the way, is dangerous. And let me tell you why. The flip side, the dark side of all of this technology, which allows people to read your mind or brain, gives scientists and totalitarians and dictatorships and social engineers and runaway running amok educational departments and all kinds of institutions, it gives them an avenue to be the dictator of your mind. It gives them the opportunity with a neural implant, a biochip implant, a DNA uh, chip, or other electrical devices that are wireless. They can be the dictator of your mind. They can control your mind. They can erase your mind. And they can make you the perfect electronic slave living in a slave-like society. But, But the enigma of the whole thing is they will have infiltrated your mind electrically And therefore, they can shut down memories, perceptions, and do all kinds of things. They can create and embed in your mind artificial memories, uh, artificial perceptions about reality. And they can, through... Alan Huxley wrote about this in his book, Brave New World, which I read in third grade. He predicted a futuristic society that would be controlled by a technological elite using scientific mind control. And they would genetically breed people to to have certain genetic abilities and certain levels of genetic intelligence. And they would these people would be specially bred genetically to serve at very low level, medium level, and high level functions in society. But once you were created and programmed, you see, if you were programmed and engineered to be like a, a heavy lifter of boxes, and that's all you could do is you're... you're Cognitive ability allowed you to process how to move boxes. Well, you wouldn't be able to rise above that ceiling or barrier because somebody warped you from the very beginning by altering your genetic code. That's transhumanism. You better wake up and smell the coffee. So um, brain hacking is the new buzzword, and brain hacking... Uh, The the Scientific American is like promoting brain hacking. To uncover that someone is thinking of suicide could be life-saving. Okay, let's play this out. Let's make it mandatory for everybody who has a job, everybody who participates in society in any way, policeman, teacher, student, whatever. It's all now mandatory that people go in for regular, and they won't even have to go in eventually. It can be done through wireless transmission. But your your innermost thoughts and feelings and beliefs and mental state can be reviewed and examined in this soon-coming futuristic totalitarian society is that a good thing no it's a nightmare for any promise of protection that they always use the fear factor for any promise of protection of your children from another columbine high school mass shooting and, and scientific american is boasting that well by reading the students minds you know, Columbine, the Columbine shooting could have been prevented. Okay, maybe, but what is the price tag? The price tag is too big to pay because once it becomes mandatory and once any government has totalitarian control, dictatorship-style control over your brain, your thoughts, your emotions, your moods, your private ideas, your fantasies, whatever, then you are no longer a free individual. You are a slave of the worst kind, because even slaves back thousands of years ago would have private thoughts and feelings. You will have experienced the rape of your mind over and over and over again, which constitutes the possibility of the most horrific experience that I challenge you. I challenge you to try to comprehend the level of horror that will exist in your psyche and mind If you have to participate in a regular, ongoing, mandatory examination of your private thoughts, feelings, emotions, ideas, to electronic scrutiny by electronic computerized mind reading, you have entered a world that is so horrible that your present consciousness does not have the capacity to even creatively conceive of how absolutely horrible this reality will be. You say, well, we'll save some students. Maybe it will save some students. Maybe it won't. So we're going we're gonna to sign off to everybody's brain being examined and controlled in any nation like America under some flimsy promise that it's going to protect us? That is a, a lie. That's a manipulative lie. That's a form of mind control. So then, so then Scientific American tries to soften the blow of what they just said. But the prospect of mind control frightens many. It should frighten you. And brain stimulation to modify behavior and treat mental illness has a sordid history. Yeah, baby, it has a sordid history. I expose the sordid history in my books, A Prophecy of the Future of America, Volume 1 and 2, and Conquering the Matrix. The sordid history is that they, they got women and men and locked them in a mental hospital financed by the Rockefeller Foundation, and and financed under the cover group, the the ecological something or other. And what they did to these unwitting uh, middle-class women, middle-class men that they locked up in a mental mental hospital, they erased decades of memories from the people's minds electronically and through electric shock. And they kept regressing them until they would They'd go back year after year after year after year to their infancy, and they would erase all their memories, all their training, all their language abilities. They Even these poor women and men lost their, their, the knowledge of how to control yourself from not going to the bathroom. They were regressed and erased back to pre-diaper age infancy. They couldn't remember the face of their husband or wife or their children, it's a horror beyond any horror. And the scientist responsible for this, I document it in my book, I talk about him, his name was Jose Delgado. And he you should read some of his quotes. This this monster, and that's what he is or was, this monster literally drooled with joy over the prospect of being able to erase people's minds and control minds. And the pure scientific American was praising him. Now, they cover this up because it's not politically correct today. But, well, I'll leave that alone for now. Um, so, so they, Jose Delgado, the, sci- the neuropsychiatrist's neuropsych- goal was to uh, use total mind control, uh, controlling every aspect of a person's life, including altering their thoughts, creating new memories. Uh, They could uh, elicit rage and passion, or they could erase rage and passion. Delgado's goal was to relieve the world of deviant behavior through brain stimulation and produce a psycho-civilized society. Now, that is transhumanism, and that is also a massive, massive spiritual deception. What is causing all of society's problems is not, you know, the misfiring of uh, electrons or neurons in the brain, What is causing all of society's meltdown problems sociologically is the fact that we've rejected God, we've rejected right and wrong, we've rejected the laws of God. So basically, we've programmed many generations of children who are now adults that you should feel free to run amok. And if we don't like it, then we're going to start hard wiring your brain or planting electrodes in your brain, and we will control your behavior and your thoughts externally. That is worse than communist Russia, communist China, communist Cuba. It's monstrous. And yet this drooling, I, 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 I'll i break down into four-letter words. This guy's a monster, a monster. And so the the, the the elite are pushing for this. They're pushing for this. And that's why Scientific American, under the guise of a reporting article, it's really a propaganda article that's designed to motivate people to get on board with the mind control technology. So, uh, and there's fallout. People have, pe- real people have tortured lives because they're targeted individuals, which means they've been specifically targeted for secret mind control experimentation. And when they try to tell somebody, everybody says, oh, you're crazy, you're nuts, you have this, you have that. So then they're humiliated, they're shamed, they can't get jobs. So it turns out with these targeted individuals that their problem is not that they had some mental illness. Their problem is that they've been attacked electronically and cybernetically and that they've been targeted. And, and they're not imagining uh, the voices, the, the weird things that are happening in their life. Those things are being art- artificially created from an external source. I'm also looking at Supreme Court records, which show, all, which show all of the court cases involving this scientific mind control technology. That is, that is, the goal is to dominate the human race. So how do you react to all this? How do you defend yourself from this? How do you protect yourself from this? Well, one, you have to get knowledge and understanding and wisdom about this stuff and the way it works. I have that in my book, Prophecy of the Future of America, Volume 1 and 2, Conquering the Matrix, Power from On High, Greatest Battle for the Hearts and Minds of Mankind in the History of the World and other books. But you have to erect a barrier between you and certain electromagnetic frequencies, essentially. You have to you have to live your life and place your mind in a place of protection. I teach you principles that you can activate where you can help protect your mind, your body, and your soul, you're not supposed to walk around in a hyper paranoic state, being fearful of mind control or whatever. It's far more victorious to to be strategic in practical things that you can do that can minimize mind control and protect your brain from mind control. The first thing is. This may seem overly simplistic. It doesn't matter. And in recent years, these simplistic biblical truths have actually been uh, affirmed by quantum physics. So you pray for your brain, your body, your soul, and your spirit. You, by faith, put on the mind of Christ. You do this on a daily basis. You pray against uh, mind control and electromagnetic frequencies. You you take authority over them in the name of Jesus. Remember that Jesus has given you authority. And so you take authority over all of the attacks of the enemy. And then you've got to do some deep diving and read. I can't if you're not going to read, I can't help you because you're basically chosen to be stupid. And I hate to tell it to you, but I mean it in love. Stupid people die early and they die fast, and they're the ones that get sent to the concentration camps first because they weren't paying attention and they absolutely refused to do any reading. I was just scared. Well, look, face your fear. It's far more scary to be on your way to a concentration camp than it is to be scary or to be scared or to be appropriately aware and alert of technologies that are designed to shut down your mind. You won't be able to. To know what to do if you've allowed that to happen. And remember, God's word is applicable to both a science fiction society and a primitive society. His power works in both kinds of societies. Make sure you're walking in the power of the Holy Spirit. You got a choice. You can walk with droplets of the Holy Spirit operational in your life, and you'll produce droplet size results. Or, You can go for the big gulp of the Holy Spirit, which is what I like, and receive power from on faith the power on high by faith. You can be clothed with power from on high, filled with power from on high, and that's a that's the dunamis dynamite power of God. And you can walk in it by faith, and you can pray in such a way where the satanic strongholds that may be attempted to come against you in the invisible realm through electromagnetic frequencies and other realms. You can apply the dunamis dynamite power of God, and through the, the power from on high, you can detonate power from on high in multiple dimensions, and it will obliterate and consume with the power of the Holy Spirit anything that is demonic or adversarial operating in your life or attempting to operate upon your life externally. So wep- weaponize the Word of God in a law-abiding and peaceful way and use the authority that is given you, and that authority is energized when you implement by faith and call down power from on high, and wear the full armor of God. Notice that it says you're supposed to, you know, protect your mind and, and carry the the shield of faith. These are protective, multi-dimensional spiritual armor that blocks the fiery missiles, which could be in this case. Uh, electromagnetic frequencies from, from getting into your life. Now, I don't want to tell you whether to speak in tongues or not to speak in tongues, but I think I would be outrageously dishonest if I did not at least ask this question. And I'm not going to give you an answer. That's between you, God, and the Bible. But could it be that one of the primary purposes of speaking in tongues in the last days, if that is something the Lord is leading you to do, could, could it be that one of the primary purposes of speaking in tongues or your heavenly language is you're speaking to God in a, spe- a secret language, in the privacy of your spirit, and the devil and the demons cannot hear, no electric electrical technology can read your mind. In other words, if you're speaking in tongues quietly, within the privacy of your own mind, according to the Bible, you're communicating to God in a spiritual language. Mind-reading technology cannot understand or decode that language. Electromagnetic frequencies cannot read that language. What I'm suggesting to you, not as a dogma, but as a theoretical question, which may have enormous application, is that speaking in a heavenly language potentially, potentially could be a primary weapon allowing you to communicate with God where nobody can break the the secret code between you and God. And so the totalitarians and the the, the Luciferians and the New World Orders and all the rest of these people, they can use their dictatorship mind reading technology. They can use all the the stuff that they're implementing to to rape your brain and, and sift it for your private thoughts and information. You can create a firewall. You can shut them out of your mind by speaking to the Lord in a heavenly language. Or here's an alternative thing you can do. If the tongues thing things bothers you, I'm not here to argue over peripheral issues of theology, by the way. So I'll give you an alternative that has nothing to do with tongues. And you choose what you want to do. But do something biblical. Okay, so here's a secondary choice, one that I use often. I come before the throne room of God boldly, cleansed by the blood of Jesus by faith, and once I enter the throne room of God by faith, cleansed by the blood of Jesus, as the Bible teaches me to, I say to Jesus, and this, and I can speak to Jesus in shorthand because we, we, we communicate often, I don't show up, hello, I don't show up in the throne room of God, you know, once every 25 years. I'm there on a regular basis, at least my spiritual man is. And when I enter the throne room of God, I've already prayed to the Lord Jesus Christ that anything I pray from, in, from within the throne room of God, or even from without the throne room of God, anything I pray, because I've settled this matter in the throne room of God, anything I pray is, is completely confidential. And the devil, the demons, mind weeding technology, any technology at all, nothing in heaven or earth, nothing is allowed to invade my mind, read my mind, search my thoughts, or to know anything about the prayers that I am privately praying to my Lord Jesus Christ. When I pray to God in this manner by faith, I am in a totally safe zone or a safe sanctuary that hell itself cannot uh, uh, impact. You understand? I'm safe. I'm secure. Because I'm praying my my prayers from the, the privacy of the throne room of God. That way I can confess, I can ask God for wisdom, and I'm not revealing any tactical information to the devil, Satan, uh, uh, mind-reading technologies, brain, brainwave-reading technologies. I don't care what their technology claims it can do. It cannot penetrate speaking in a heavenly language. It can't Get it through your head. Whether you agree with tongues or not is secondary at this moment. The devil cannot penetrate the heavenly language. And the devil cannot eavesdrop electronically or through demons. The devil cannot eavesdrop on your prayers that you are privately making to God in a secure location known as the throne room of God that you've come to boldly through the blood of Jesus. This is the kind of high-level spiritual warfare that turns me on. Because this is where we stop playing victim And we start to, excuse the expression, but we start to rock and roll in the power of the Holy Spirit. And it's not a bore. And we get it on. I mean this in the purest sense only. We get it on for Jesus. Stop playing church and take the land like a storm. Like a storm. And all across America, God's people are starting to rise in response to the summons of the Holy Spirit. And as they rise by faith all across America, which they're doing now, the power of God is being poured out upon them as they rise in faith and begin worshiping God, as millions of people across America, and even including other places across the earth, as God's people are starting to rise, as the true remnant is starting to rise, in the process of rising by faith, God begins to clothe you with power from on high. God begins to send upon you and your communities and your family and your fellowship. God begins to send upon you A biblical revival, a biblical third great awakening, and an impartation of a biblical worldview. Help me spread this message. Your life, your future depends on it. Visit PaulMcGuire.us. Whatever the Lord tells you to do in terms of contributions and donations, obey him. Join our eblast lists and join our various social media and spread our message far and wide and pray like your life depends upon it because it does. God bless you. This is Paul McGuire. Visit paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us.